0: hey what's going on folks ty from breaker culture and this is episode 76 thank you for tuning in
1: welcome to breaker culture weekly the guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby sit back and enjoy interviews product breakdowns and hobby
2: analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace and now to the show
0: All right, I'm glad to have you here today for episode 76. Uh, today I get a chance to talk with a couple people. Um, it's a longer episode, it's two parts. Uh, the, first, the first hour or so is gonna be a conversation with Jeremy Murray, Vice President over at Beckett Grading Services. Uh, Jeremy's somebody we had on back in January of this year, and uh, so we're 10, 11 months removed from that conversation, and we pick up on some of the topics we talked about then specifically around Beckett's single grade offering, and then some of the analytics and things that they're doing on the, the back end to kind of improve the processes around turnaround times and just everything that goes into grading cards. And so it's a pretty fascinating conversation. But I will warn you, the first 20 minutes are really just us chatting about all of the all of the chatter that's gone on the last three months on the trimming issue. And so Jeremy just talks about it from his perspective, some of the stuff that came up during the industry summit. And uh, I just give the floor to him to talk through some things. And uh, yeah, I'll let you listen to his response. And if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up or jeer me up with uh, with any follow-ups and be happy to follow through and get a response from him. But it, overall, it's a fascinating conversation around just what's going on in grading right now. Um, I think we, we lose sight of just some of the goodness that does come out of grading. I think it's easy to get uh, a little frustrated with certain things. But uh, grading for the for the most part, I think, is a really important thing for the hobby, and so I'm glad to hear them thinking through certain things, and uh, the whole idea of getting manufacturers involved and you know uh, serial stamping cards and creating an inventory uh, in a data warehouse of images—it's really crazy stuff to think about. So I think you'll get a kick out of the conversation. The last 30 minutes of our conversation, or excuse me, the podcast today is with Tyson Banker. Tyson's one of the new writers at Breaker Culture, and uh, he's been doing a great job focusing on the NFL season. And each week he's been putting out weekly reports of you know his top 10 rookies that he's tracking and really his p- thoughts on their performances and kind of where they're going in the hobby. And so he's done a great job with that. And so I just sit back. It's uh, a 30-minute conversation just getting to know Tyson a little bit, but also just chatting about the NFL season. He's very knowledgeable when it comes to that and uh super good asset to have on the team. So I think you're going to like the conversation there. So anyway, enjoy this hour and a half episode and uh, have a great week. Thanks. Jeremy, how you doing?
2: I'm good, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks uh, Thanks
0: for squeezing me into your Friday schedule.
2: Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! I, I, I'm excited to. Um, it, it it seems like it's been a while since we talked, so I'm glad that that you had me back on. I wasn't banned from the podcast.
0: <laughs> You're still one of the most listened to episodes. It was, uh, oh it was a great goodness. episode. Yeah, and it's, it's growing very good. Very yeah. good. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I'm curious to know how it's going in Dallas right now. What's the emotion like as a Cowboys fan?
2: Oh my goodness! It is the sky is falling when whenever there's a loss, especially a. Dramatic one like the Jets last week, but when you're destroying Miami, the Super Bowl is the is, is already in <laughs> the horizon. They, the uh, the parade is being planned. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting now. It is um it's one of those things that if you're a Cowboy fan and they win, then you love listening to the sports talk radio. And if you don't, then uh, it's it, it is it's a sad sad day. So it'll be interesting on on Monday morning how it goes with the Sunday night game with
0: yeah philly the right? nfc
2: east rival yeah.
0: yeah no kidding i mean it's got to be tough though carrying the burden of america's team every single day yeah. you get up do you feel that
2: yeah and i i think so and i think the pressure <laughs> with all these guys i mean you 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 have zeke Elliott hold out and and for the entire training camp and you give him that massive ridiculous contract and you start out three and oh and then you lose three and, and one of those losses to the jets yeah you're gonna you're gonna feel it and Again, Jason Garrett, I have no clue how, how he's doing or how he's keeping his job, but he is for the time being. So we'll see.
0: Mm. Well, the good news is you got the Dallas Mavericks starting next week. So if we go south. We do. My goodness. You uh, excited? A
2: lot, a, lot of it, a lot of excitement there. That, that's where the buzz is. The, the Dallas Stars have started off very poorly after, again, and, and they expected to do well, and it's not starting off well there. So, hey, we're going to grasp onto the Mavericks now oh we got fc dallas fc dallas soccer playoff start this weekend so hey look at that look what we've got going
0: this to me like this period from here until march madness is the best period of sports yeah,
2: yeah. baseball playoffs it, I,
0: I, nba everything college basketball i love it
2: we we uh our wife and i talked the other day is you hit October and you immediately expect the temperatures to fall and it falls into fall and football's on and and the playoffs are going and NBA start, started. So, man, October's the best month because it is starting to ramp up to some real good times, especially in Texas when it's a hundred degrees here for three months in a row. Mm. And then it's, it's cool now. So you've got sports on and, and you've got some things like that going on. So yeah, it's a, it's a good time of the year, really good time of the year.
0: For sure. So I'm curious, are you, are you a casual Sunday football fan or are you the type of guy that just kind of sets aside yeah. the afternoon and just chills? Oh
2: man, my kids do not allow me to chill at all. So I got a three, three year old and a five year old that are constantly moving and going. There's always something going on. Um, but I, I am, constantly have my phone checking fantasy um, college footballism is my favorite thing to watch so I try to get the kids down to bed early or um, sneak away wow. for a little bit at a time and catch some of the games there so oh, I, the, the days of laying on the couch all day and eating pizza and <laughs> drinking beer and, and hanging out that's gone gone that is truly gone <laughs> sad um, it's but so I, sad I, I love it it is so sad so sad that those those kids have slowed down my uh football watching abilities <laughs> how dare them That's How dare they
0: how dare they i uh just a little bit ago i had an interview with um emily over at tops emily Clash, she's the new communications yeah. manager she was telling me about all this new not new but they have the, you know the apps for like tops huddle and tops bunt and kick yeah. i didn't realize all that stuff like on the fantasy world with cards existed yeah did your yeah. kids doing that stuff, or did you do you doing that stuff?
2: I, I do not. It is, it is something again. Maybe I'm a, a, an old man that I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into that stuff. But it's crazy when people bring that up and say, "Hey, what about this? What about this?" So we have kids running around our neighborhood that are constantly asking me about because they know that I work in, in the sports card industry and asking me about all sorts of this crazy stuff. It's like, man, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about with that <laughs> stuff. But and and I, again, it's with with the guys that are doing that. They they know the market and they know what's coming. Um, with with the digital side of things and and what the uh, quote unquote kids are into now, so mm. who knows? We we the the entire hobby and industry might switch real quick.
0: Yeah, I think it's happening, right? I think we're starting to see yeah. the, the the new generations coming in and they're placing their stamp on it, which I like. It's fun. Yeah,
2: good good, good mix. Yeah, I agree. But
0: man, can you believe it was January we had you on last, and uh, back yeah. in January you and I were discussing the state of the hobby, and I think it's safe to say we it was not hard to predict that the hobby would continue growing the way it has, but yeah. did, did you think it would grow this fast? I mean, cause I think even now it's like, are you serious? Is this really yeah. happening in the hobby? Yeah. Do you still feel like it, that?
2: I, I, I agree completely. And when and we have our, our, our monthly meetings and things like that, and we see kind of how the progress is going, it's the same thing. It, it rolled into Chicago at the national with a, with a record breaking Chicago with the attendance and, and the, the lines and just the buzz there and and what was cool about that and, and I talked about it recently at, at the industry summit in Vegas is there's a lot of new blood in the industry mm-hmm. that that wasn't there before the the big talk was like Gary V being at, being at the the national this year mm-hmm. and, and and getting really involved with the this side of the business and how much money is here and how the investment side is there and that's been really exciting for for that with these new guys coming in guys like at, at StockX a website if you haven't checked out that mm-hmm. originally were were created to do grading and, and selling and buying of shoes. They're mm-hmm. now involved in in the sports collectibles world. So you have these these guys that are not, quote unquote, typical collectors yeah. and, and and art dealers around there, but they see what's going on in the hobby and they're bringing in new blood and new people that are involved w- with an industry that is already booming, hmm. that is already going crazy. Um, and it's exciting. It, it is it is really excited, and and we talked about it briefly in January. When does it, when does it stop? Well, I thought it was going to stop years ago, and it hasn't. It yeah. just um, it just kept it kept going. More and more products c- come out, and we we talked about kind of what's driving that. And it's, it's it's a lot of things. It's the economy. It's it's the 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 rookie classes and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, it's exciting. It's exciting what's out there. Um, it's exciting what's coming. I expect it. Um, to keep rolling, um, especially through the through the holidays. I mean, November is a is yeah. a big month with with some big shows coming up.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I I can't help but ask this question. But did you did you take a selfie with Gary V? Please tell me you did.
2: I'm going to tell you right now. I did not, <laughs> and I and I and I kind of regret that. And I'll and I'll tell you what I regret. I was we we're Don't the show down at, at at the end of at the end of um um Sunday. Okay, and I was walking down. It was it was me and a guy walking towards me and. I was doing something, whatever, and I looked at it was Gary Vee, and I th- I, sh- I should have just said, Hey man, I'd like to introduce myself. Appreciate you what you're doing and take a picture, but I didn't. He was he was working on something, doing something. But I'm gonna tell you this. Every person that I came in contact with there were showing pictures. Hey, check out what I saw. And guys were interviewing them with, with our Fat Packs podcast mm-hmm. and doing interviews and things like that. So it was it was great, but I will tell you, I missed my opportunity to do it. But he was he was doing his doing his own thing. Uh,
0: thank you, thank you for being one of the few, the proud, who did not take a selfie with
2: Gary Vee. I'm one of those I few did. and proud too. <laughs> I, and I, I, I wonder what he thinks if he just says, "Man, please let let me do my business. Let me let me go on." But I, I think that it was it, it's good for him and, and for um, kind of what I guess quote unquote his stock that's out there. And he's just man he's 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 doing good things for the industry and he's, he's done good things for a lot of people. And I think people like to hear him. Um, so it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it, but I, I guess I am one of the few that did not take the
0: picture. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's a great thing for the hobby. Publicity is great, right? Period. Um, yeah. but it was funny. I remember swinging by the booth at one point and I, uh, I, I mean, there's like 40 people around 10 of them are taking yeah. selfies at the same time. And then he pulls out his phone, Gary V starts doing like yeah. a live Instagram feed. Yeah, And I ame- it's I'm not usually like this, but I'm like, man, can I get, can I peek my head in there? Can I, can I be a part of this? I'm like,
2: what's going yeah. on with me? I got to get out of this. He, he, he's a pro. I mean, he, he is a pro. at it. And, and at a drop of a hat, I think that he, he can turn it on and, and really bring the heat, which is, which is good. So yep. I, I don't even, I don't even truly the world, one of the nationalists. I don't even know if I knew where his booth was <laughs> or anything like that, or if I got too close to it, it was just packed and I just kept cruising. I don't know.
0: You so, just you, you follow the sound of Twitter chimes and Instagram chimes. That's it. That'll take you there. That's yeah.
2: probably it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: nice. No, but it's good. Uh, yeah, the StockX stuff is interesting. Um, I've been kind of monitoring that a little bit. That'll be fascinating to see how that evolves because uh, yeah, that type of uh, piece of the market is is pretty ripe for the taking. I feel like.
2: Yeah, but uh, but I I, I I talked to the to the guys at the, at, a, at a, a, kind of q and A Q&A session that we had mm-hmm. in Vegas a couple of weeks ago, and I said how the, how this industry is sort of. Since I've been in here, I've been with, with with Beckett 19 years this year, and so how kind of with the industry, summit, it was all brick-and-mortar type stores, mm-hmm. and then it broke broke away, and then the breakers come in and the online retailers and, and things like that. I said, guys, I, I think you've got a, a whole new group of people that are just chomping at the bit to be in this room and to learn from you guys and you to learn from them um, and, and sort of – sort of go to a different level that this hobby and industry has never gone to before mm. and i think with your, your interview with emily before is is they're they're heading that way tops is heading that way and and um so I, I think it's just it's just a matter of time before what we we're sitting here talking next year and say can you believe this and this and this and this and it's like yeah it's it, it's not going to surprise me
0: yeah for sure well i think one of the points of the conversation today is kind of put some of the collectors that obviously there's lots of collectors that could not make the industry summit cause it's geared towards, yeah. you know, the the upper echelon, if you will. I would love to kind of talk about some of the trends and topics that you were talking about at industry summit that, you know, you had to answer cause you were on a panel that yeah. right? you were up there. yeah. What, what were you kind of seeing? What were the questions geared around when you were up there answering questions that
2: last day? Yeah. So, so the last, the last day, and, and I said this, the first thing when this question was brought up, I said, I can't believe it took to the last day for this to be brought up. <laughs> and it's the topic that's probably the hottest of in the industry is are the, the message boards um, that are going, the the block message boards about the, uh, the hobby about how cards are being graded, altered mm. cards are being graded and, and how some of the um, there's, there's conspiracies out there where the preferential treatment inside guys and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was glad, and I was happy to, to be up there and able to answer some of these questions directly from, um, dealers that had this, these concerns. And, and mm-hmm. I'm somebody from, from day one, I said, I'm not, I'm not going to hide behind anything. I don't think our guys have done anything wrong um, on purpose. Uh, and so I'm, I'm free to address any, any questions or concerns that you have. But the only thing that I ask is that you listen to me with an open mind and don't, don't take everything that I'm saying as that's not true or, um, he, he's trying to hide something or this or that. It's like, mm-hmm. if you listen to me, I'm going to tell you the truth. And so I've told, I've, it's been nice. I've had a couple of of dealers and, and people approach me and say, tell me what's going on. And I said, I'm going to tell you the, the story. I'm your inside guy. I'm telling you the exact true facts of what happened behind closed doors. So if you believe me, great, because you're mm-hmm. getting the truth. The people that say, I know for a fact this, I know for a fact this, you don't, you don't know for a fact. And so I'll rewind just a bit. I don't go to message boards. I don't. I don't get involved with these chat groups. I don't do that. Um, and I think anybody that has sort of a um, a position in the industry, uh, if you get in there, it's going to make you mad, and you're going to want to respond, and you're going to want to you're going to take things personally. Especially for, like I said, I've, I've been in, I've been with the Beckett nineteen years. So I've been here um, from a, a year after Beckett graded started. So. I've it's sort of something that you that you take pride in. Like you've built this company, and you've been around through um, the ups and downs of the industry, and mm-hmm. you know these guys that you work with here, um, and you know kind of their character, and you know the process, and you know know how we handle our business, um, and and things will get to you, and yeah. so um, you you'll get the things. Why is Beckett not responding? Why why are they not saying anything? I've said one I said one statement out there. It was in a Wall Street Journal article, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and put it out there. And I said, like, that's really all I can say. Because what I'm going to say now, the guys in the mess works are not going to believe me. They're, they're not going to understand this. And, and, I, and I'll say this. I talked to Steve Sonnet with the PSA at the National. first time that we had, we had met each other. And, mm-hmm. and I went over to the PSA booth, introduced myself. And we had a great conversation. Yes, we are competitors. Yes, we are um, battling for each other's business. But we understand this industry. And I said, I don't, I don't know your business. But I, I feel the same way that you that, that I feel about our company. I don't yeah. think there's anything here that we're doing on purpose to hurt this this industry or this business. We're in this for the long haul. Right. So That that was the that was the main thing. Kind of kind of a long-winded answer there, but yeah. So that was the main mm-hmm. thing that that um that I was I was I was excited to address to, to any and everybody that that, that are there. And uh, so mm-hmm. that that was the main thing. So what yeah. was the
0: one statement you did give the Wall Street Journal
2: then? For those that did not um, read the article, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go back and look for the exact one because it it came out a couple of months ago that I, it, it just says that something paraphrasing that um, we do our best to 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 evaluate the cards and if a card looks right, it measures up. Um, mm-hmm. Everything looks like it is supposed to when our guys look at it, then we're going to grade it, mm. and um, it's something like that. And I and I'd have to go back and get the the exact statement, but it was one that. I put it out there, and, I, and I, yeah. I said, "I said, I think this covers really our our stance in this." And and the guys at PSA, um, I read some of their stuff that that they put out there, and I think they did a great job of it too. Theirs was a little bit longer than mine, but um, I, I just—it's it, a tough spot to have have a grading company in because what we do is we render an opinion, right? And there are times that we we make a mistake, and there are times that we miss some things. But man, I, I wish you could see some of these crazy things our guys catch and I wish you could see how many things that that we that don't get in the slap and there are times that man, there are there are some guys out there that will 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 do everything they can to trick you and if a card measures up and everything we have to roll we have no idea if a black patch has been switched to another one if it doesn't look that same way with us we can't look every card up and because we talk about the but we talked I think we talked about it in January the backlog that we have now and the PSA had at the time was like man you want us to look up every card it's right. You're never going to get your cards back. And it's sort of the thing where the guys have most of our senior guys here have 15 plus years of experience just working with us and they do the best that, that they can to catch some of these stuff, these Mm -hmm. things. Um, but unfortunately you're, you're not going to get everything. You're not. And I wish that it, that it wasn't absolute perfect science and everybody was busted. But I think that there's, there's proof out there that, Hey, we might've graded a card that, the autograph had been wiped down a little bit, or a card is trimmed a little bit, and things like that. Um I, with with the, with the ten million plus cards that we've got in that in the, couple hundred that are out there, I, that's that's pretty good percentages. Um, and I'm not saying that it that it's that perfect we, that we, we don't want to yep. be a hundred percent, but man, it's 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 a it's a tough industry, and um it, it's it's tough to catch everything. But I think us, I think PSA, I think SGC, do yep. the absolute best that they can do to. To, to, catch stuff.
0: No, that's good. I mean, so what, what would you say? And this came, this is a question from one of our Patreon members. He, he was curious sure. what in response to all of this, what new best practices have you guys kind of implemented to start detecting yeah. some of these cards earlier or.
2: Yeah. Great. At all? Great. Great question. And, and, it, and it's something that, uh, when I talked to Steve at, at PSA, they're doing some things, um, this, and, yes, and I've talked to some other people like this, this could be a perfect time that you sort of purge the industry and you, mm-hmm. and you get rid of some practices that are out there and get rid of some, some, some known, um, it, people in the industry that are trying to deceive others. So we, we've started to do that. There are some, there's some where we, if we get a certain amount, an order that looks a little bit odd and things like that, then it's flagged and the customer is going to be notified and said, Hey, if you're buying this from somebody, be careful. The, there's there's a quite a bit of of a higher percentage of cards that we're not going to be able to grade. Mm-hmm. We're starting to implement a system in with our, in our software. We're we're trying to flag all the serial number cards that we're grading just in case they come back through. So number two of fifteen comes back through two years later. We're hoping to catch that and say, okay, wait a second, we've seen this one before. Um, let's put a flag on that. The tough part on some of this this stuff is. Um, I'll use you now for an example. I have a card. I sell, I sell it to you. It's never been on the market. I get it from a pack. I sell it mm-hmm. to you. You alter the card and you change the patch out or you wipe the signature down or you do things like that. You send it to get graded. It it, it grades up. Just say, it we'll go perfect. It's a, it's a black label BGS mm-hmm. 10. Well, I see this card on the market and I, and then I, I say, wait a second. I had this card originally. Here's the picture of it. Tyler has changed this and this about it. Mm. There's no, there's nothing on the market where we can find that card. It is, it is something that was, I got the card originally. I sold it to you. It's never been on, on eBay or, or Amazon or, or check out my cards. anything like that. Um, it's impossible for us to find that or, or what the card originally looked at. Like when it first came out there, I guess, have to do our best thing to catch it. Um, and, and there's, there's sometimes it, it's just not possible. I wish it was. It would be great. Um, so we've, we've implemented some of that, adding, adding some serial number searches on that. What's nice is we've, with sort of the communication with the grading companies, I think we're, we're kind of at the point, too. Um, I'll speak to one on our side. I think we're mm-hmm. open to, to being a little more transparent with, with people in the industry that are, are trying to deceive people. Um, if we've got Joe customer that we're seeing this order from and they, we say, we're not grading your stuff anymore. We reach out to the other guys and say, Hey, be careful for Joe customer here because there's a good chance that you get some of this stuff. Right. I'll tell you another thing that, 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 that's really nice and excited about this industry. The guys on the message boards, um, that are doing this are doing an amazing job finding this, this, <laughs> these pictures and going back and researching. I mean, I, I, it's concerning, that, honestly, is a- how much time absolutely- they have. Absolutely. <laughs> huge props to those guys because I know it takes a lot of work and I know that it is, um, it's, it is a, it's a good process. If they're not involved in the, in their quote unquote normal jobs with, with, with research and investigation, they need to be, it's good. Hmm. Um, But it's something that, that even uh, they've said it, it it takes a lot of time to do this. And so it's, it's really good that they police this industry on their own as well. Um, if, if you put something out there, there was a a recent situation where a guy put something out there in one of our cases and bragged about how he did this and this, and the guy got roasted. Like they, they took real pride in this industry and they, they got really mad that somebody's doing this to a industry and a hobby that they love that the, the customer said, I apologize, please, I'll do whatever we can to get this out of there. So it's not just really us as a grading company doing some of this this policing the online world that's out there is doing a great job with it of bringing things to light and mm-hmm. and, and helping clean up the industry and then telling some of these people that we're we're, we're not going to accept this this type stuff in the industry yep. the the market's too good um, this is a this was originally created to for people to enjoy and not just be a money grab things like that and and i think that's that's kind of the things that in the industry that are going to police that it's um i think it's time i think it's time to go in there and get rid of some of these people and these practices that are out there um but th- but the goal is to stay ahead of of what's coming next what's what's going to be there which some guys in the in the, um at the industry summit talked about how cards are being counterfeited like in saying the in, in china cards are being counterfeited that are look almost identical to what's now and how are you going to catch that? Hmm. And I said, it's tough to, to catch some of these guys that are counterfeiting us currency. Like how are we supposed <laughs> to stop a guy that is trying to yeah. reprint a, a subset from 1993 with a Jordan on I was like, man, it? It's like, man, it's hard. It, it, it's hard for everybody. So you, we do the best we can. And I, and I truly, um, think that anybody that's any of the the three major grading companies do the absolute best they can to hmm. to catch any and everything because it does us no good um, to let this stuff do there's no no insiders that are trying to to get stuff through for people it's we're in this for the long haul this is not an immediate Immediate grab and no, run for, good.
0: for us. That's good. No, I, I appreciate you being transparent on it. I know there's a lot yeah, of you, you still can't of talk about, but there, I mean, I, I get it. Like it, this is not this is not a perfect industry, and then there's not yeah. unlimited resources to throw at it. So, two follow ups, real quick on the trimming, and then uh, we can shift topics a little bit. Sure. I, I'm curious to know what is what is tops and panini and maybe even upper deck and leaf. What is their role in this, and how have they kind of worked with you guys to say? Yeah. Let's come together and figure out a solution to the problem. Because I think, you know what, there's obviously yeah. something we can do long term, whether it's serial stamping yeah. cards, maybe invisibly, something where we can track things a little bit better. Yeah. What are they saying? Yeah, yeah we,
2: we, we, we talked about that kind of internally. And, yeah. I, and I haven't had direct conversations with, with the manufacturers. Um, but we, we talked about how um, j- just some basic things of, of, of a way that you could, you could protect a, um, an autograph or a patch from being messed with. Mm-hmm. And, and those those guys produce the cards and and have to put them out there in a price worthy thing. Do you do you put the the patch into a, a some sort of cage that can, cannot be removed, or the autograph is covered so it can't be wiped off, or do you do you create the card with an autograph surface that you can't wipe it off? If it wipes off, it's a void type thing. I, I don't know that that's not my area of specialty. Mm-hmm. But what we do with with the company um, is is when we get when we get pieces. I had a conversation recently with Tops and. Um, a conversation with Panini not too long ago, we get cards in here that no one can identify here. And we say, should these even be out on the market? And we'll contact these companies and say, hey, um, should these be out here? How do you want us to handle this and this and that? So we're trying to help them there and, and sort of po- police that, um, that process. Vice versa is we have the, the manufacturer sending us cards and saying, take a look at these things. What do you think about this? Um, how are they going to grade? How do they look? Is it easy to be tampered with? Mm-hmm. So I think I think based on what I'm seeing recently is even the manufacturers are reaching out and saying, what can we do to police that? The, I'll, I'll tell you the ideal the, the perfect scenario, which is I also think is impossible, but it would be great, is every manufacturer, every card they produce, they take a picture of it, scan it, and it's out there on some massive platform where every card's to be seen. And so if I want to go look up card number 17 of 450, an offensive lineman for the Tennessee Titans, I can go look that card up. Is is that doable? I mean, maybe if you mm-hmm. were to do it and, and, and store that stuff somewhere. But how many of those cards will use that that offensive lineman from, from Tennessee? Are there's no one going to care about as soon as they open that pack? Mm-hmm. But what, what the example I use is is then what happens to the rare case when you have a seventh round quarterback from Michigan drafted that is now the possibly the best quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. And at the time, that was a throwaway card. No one wanted that stuff. But mm-hmm. now it's one of the cards that our authentication team has to watch out for because of the fake autographs and the, the trimming on that card and how it was originally produced. Right. That's one of the anomalies. And, and unfortunately, the guy that I use as the other one is a Taj Boyd from Clemson that comes out that is a nobody, not in the league anymore, and who cares about his images and his pictures? So the perfect scenario and, – and, is there's is, is a picture of everything and it's easy for every grading company to look up and there's no way that you can switch a patch or change an autograph or things like that because we have all the pictures I just don't think it's possible yeah. I, I truly don't
0: that's tough man oh man I, I love it I think it's a great idea coming from the technology space I think man the big data around that would be and the data warehouse would be just insane but
2: it, it would be insane and and I, I hope I don't when, 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 the, when the podcast comes out I, I hope I don't get a call from Panini and Tops and, and and I said, What in the heck are you running that mouth for like that? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I it I, I'm not in your space and I I don't think it's possible, but I think that's what everybody kind of wants is, is this massive, massive um database where it can be looked up and, and, and done. And and how do you pick which cards are gonna be good? Is your hmm. is the the Ryan Leaf collection that you do back in whatever year that was what, what do you care about Ryan Leaf now? Mm-hmm. Who cares about that? You, it's it's one of those things. Is you're gonna take a gamble on which ones you wanna take pictures on and which ones you don't. Yeah. That seventh round quarterback from Michigan sure looks good right now.
0: No kidding. Ryan Leaf was that 1993? I feel like that. It's crazy to
2: think that that was what 20 some 25 years ago. <laughs> it's what? It's 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 Peyton Manning's rookie. So yeah, it's 90 goodness. 93, 94.
0: Yeah. I think of it as Drew Bledsoe's rookie year because that was uh, oh, a childhood okay, collector. Idle. Um, my, my last question on that was, are, are you looking at maybe, or maybe you already have this kind of like you said, an internal task force that does, maybe you look at some of those guys that are really good at identifying these issues and bringing them internal maybe hiring them to do some of your investigation yeah. for you. Have you thought about that?
2: Yeah, we haven't in with, with as much business is still in here. Yeah. Um, internally, we've got guys that, that have already taken that kind of upon themselves to say I want to start keeping a database of some of these things. I want to start tracking some of these pieces, mm-hmm. and it's 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 things that our guys are now able to, wherever they are in the world, can pull up this database that we have of these cards, and this information that we're getting there, um, and sort of say, hey, this is what we're seeing here. This is what we're we're being, um, or, or what's what's kind of popping up, which is nice. Hmm. It's also nice, and um, is it, going kind of going back to the the card manufacturers. Is them being more involved with us saying, hey, this card, um, Tops had a product that, that some of the cards were cut a little bit differently. And mm-hmm. we were informed with them uh, at the National and said, hey, be on the watch for this. And the guy said, thank you for telling us because all these cards have been kicked. The cut is wrong, the size is wrong, but it's now an industry standard and, and this is supposed to be like that. So externally um we still have a lot of consultants around around the the country and the world that help us with things mm-hmm. um and we're going to still use us and when these think when these things pop up um then we're, we're keeping much better track of them than we did even when we talked in january like mm-hmm. this is this is well before all this stuff started uh being brought up and stirred up and so um yeah it, it it's necessary I, I i would be stunned if if everybody in the industry that's involved with this didn't have an extra layer of security and a little bit more protocol in place.
0: Sure, that's fair. That's fair. Let's take a quick break. For those that don't want to listen to trimming, they can skip to the second half and not have to worry about the trimming discussion. (laughs) Yeah. All right, real quick break from the conversation. So here's the deal. I know there's so much data, so many different things floating around the hobby right now, graded cards and raw cards and when should I buy and all these new rookies trending. And so everything we've done at Breaker Culture is meant to help you get a little bit more of an edge by breaking down some of that craziness into very simple charts and analytics. That's what we've done for the last four years. And I really hope you've gotten some sort of benefit out of all these different things that we've put out. Um, so we started our Patreon page last month. And the Patreon page is really just a way for you to, to buy into different levels of membership for Breaker Culture. And those levels of membership will get you different access just to additional levels and exclusive um, levels of insight. We want to keep pushing up more insight, but the reality is it just costs money to do all this. And it's taken a lot, a lot of time. And so I'm pushing a lot more content over there to that exclusive community. So thank you all that have joined in the first uh, first month. And my thought is this. If I can save you $5, 15 $35, which I think I easily can do in a month from, uh, from the way you buy a player or sell a player or look at a product, then it's well worth your investment. And it helps us out. and continues to show us that, you know what, we should keep putting out these resources for you. So go to Patreon.com forward slash breaker culture or just click the link right in the show notes that takes you right to the patreon page for breaker culture and you'd be doing us a great service and i think you'd be doing yourself a service by uh, taking part in all the analytics that we're putting on our patreon page back to the show We're back. So let's talk a little bit more about something we, we touched on in January. And I, I really got in tune with it because I, um, I love what BGS does in general. But your single grade, this was a big thing at the yeah. beginning of the year. You had a big push for it. Maybe just what, what's, what's been the response from the market? Do you feel like it's been well received the way you were anticipating?
2: Yeah. It, and and I am, I'm glad to say it, it has been. It, cool. it's, it's been a. A very nice new service that we've offered um, and it was it, it, we really started promoting it, like you said first part of the year mm-hmm. and really started to get involved with that um, Leaf was doing some of it panini's done some of that with their products and, and some of the customers um, the, the the that we thought that it would be perfect for have now been turned on to it and saying you know what BGS is still and I and I and I said this one of the crazy companies that offer a guaranteed turnaround service on their service on their product. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this market, it's still a crazy thing to think about. But when you can get get your cards back um, in, a, in a guaranteed amount of time, which you know you're going to get, um, is good. You want to sell this stuff. You want to get it out there. And The single grade option has been really, really taken well, uh, taken on well in the industry, um, and it's grown substantially since we spoke in in January. Yeah. The national was we we got we picked up some really big customers because we could say, hey, save yourself a couple of bucks. Um, get your stuff back in a guaranteed amount of time, and if you get a ten, you're gonna get subgrades on it. So if that's what you're shooting for, go for it, go for it there. And that's that's what it's done. And I think in that, um, I don't really dig into the market as much as our, as our pricing guys do. But when our quarterly meetings, you can they can say, hey, these prices are starting to gain a little bit of steam, mm-hmm. and the market's starting to learn more about these this single grade thing. And the grading is the exact same. Um, and it, it started starting to to get a little bit of momentum and and the good part about that is we've had the, our backlog that we've had in here for our non-guaranteed service a lot of the guys have switched to that and, and are are taking us up on that service and That's getting great. the cards out on the market and making some money and then sitting more cards in and buying more product it it helps everybody so yeah i've been thrilled with with the results of that and and i hope that the the collectors and secondary market are, are picking that up as well and saying, hey, this is this is a quality product.
0: Yeah. No, I've been a big advocate, and I haven't really had a chance to tell you, right? I've, I've submitted some my own throughout the year and, and just kind of testing things yeah. out just so I could tell my audience. And I've been really impressed, right? And the big selling point to me is, look, you're going to get your 10 subgrades. That's yeah. the key to me, right? You're going to get your 10 yeah. subgrades. And that I, I would say all the analytics we've, we've run with all these different cards we've graded. Maybe a few percentage points between a BGS 9.5 single grade and the BGS 9.5 traditional grade, which is crazy yeah. to me.
2: It's awesome yes. to see. It, 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 it's, it, and it's, I've told people this is not for every car. Your 86 87 FLIR? Probably not. Like, you don't, <laughs> right. that's probably not what this is for because subgrades carry a lot of weight there. If if, if you've got a, a Jordan with a with a 10 subgrade, that's going to be a premium. So, this, this may not be for that, but man. With these prospects in, from from in baseball yep. and, and some some long shots and and the football rookie class and things like that, this is a perfect perfect service for that to save a few dollars. If you're saving a few dollars on on your grading fees, um, just if you're doing a hundred cards and you're saving three, four, five hundred dollars on your stuff, then it's going to make up for it when, when these cards sell for maybe a, a little bit less. It's it's going to be worth it. The, the percentages are still there, just like you said. I, I, if it's me and, and I'm a very biased person in, in this, there's no way I'm not using this service from Beckett. No way I'm not using it if I if I if I have that top product.
0: Yep. I d I don't disagree. I think uh I think it's uh, yeah. what are you saying with turnaround times there on, on the single grade? Are you, you're consistent with where you were a year ago? You are offering the same turnaround frames?
2: Yeah, we, we, we have it now where you can you can get guaranteed turnaround time two, five 10 and 30 day guaranteed turnaround time on your, on your no subgrade service. So if you've got stuff and you say, I've got to have it back before basketball starts and in a week or so, we, we, we've got you covered in that. We've, we've got the ability to, to knock that stuff out. And I think that's, what's been really good when, when some, something really hot pops up and you've got a handful of them, you need to go quick. It's a perfect service to throw that in. And if you've got baseball prospects for next year and you say, put them in line, Put them in line for that non-guaranteed service, yep. and I, I realize that it's going to be six, to eight months. That's perfect for next basketball season. Save yourself even more money and go that route. And mm. our goal is by the end of this year, and the, just a couple months away, is to be at our, at our our non-guaranteed in about eight months. That's a, that's our goal. Ideal sweet spot for that is four to six months on on that on that non-guaranteed. Which if we can get to that and get a um, some of that service rolling out, that, that's going to be huge. Um, for the market as well to get that, that out there. So uh, it, it's it's kind of a, 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 a menu of, of what we can do for you. We can do subgrades if you want that. We, we've got guaranteed turnaround. We've got um, single grade, and we've got subgrades. It's the size cases, whatever you want there. Um, it, it's one of those things, if, if we can't offer you something that you want, then, then maybe we need to reconsider something else because I think we do a pretty good job of a, yeah. a wide range of, of stuff
0: agreed yeah so another question kind of along those lines from from someone from our group um w- what have you kind of put more emphasis on as you've tried to in- improve your turnaround time uh staffing or improving yeah. the process w- which of those two of you emphasize more yeah
2: and, I, and, I, and we, we we may have to, we may have talked about that in January I think we did, what we did is, is hiring graders on here yep um, and and it has been a real blessing this year that we've we brought on three junior graders awesome. that we brought on here. And what's nice about this is two of the guys that we brought on here have hobby experience, and have worked in the grading industry um, with us years ago uh, with the other with the, with the competition. Um, or has has been involved with the industry. And it is not local guys. that is guys that we found throughout the country and that we've brought them in here. Nice and the strides that they've made over a year. And it's so nice finding people that understand the hobby and understand what they're going to be doing in this job uh, to plug away at it. So since we talked last time, we've got three new guys that are brought on here that have, have just done really, really well for mm-hmm. us. And so that's it, the staffing. That's awesome. Um, and then and we talked about it uh, mm-hmm. before too. And then what the first, this conversation was with the single grade option. Yep. You can go through these cards much faster when you're not breaking them down. You're looking at an overall grade and said that's a nine five because of this and this and this you could move much quicker. So as people are using that service, more cards are getting out on the market. So it's a little bit of both. It's it's a little bit of the process. It's a little bit of what we're offering and it is um being 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 in a good spot right now with adding some some staff in here that um that that is, is doing really well And we talked about it before it's not something where you hire somebody one day and the next day congratulations you're a senior grader head to Chicago and you're gonna work a show it's I wish it was that easy I tell people <laughs> all along if, if there was a lineup of graders here um, we'll hire you let's go let's go but it's, it's a tough gig and um, that's it so the, so a little bit of the procedure and a, a lot to do with with added staff on here
0: cool how many graders they give you now
2: what you what are you what do you at let me think um we are at um 15-ish full-time graders wow. now uh, I'm trying to think in my head as, as i'm sitting here but that that's that's probably a pretty good number um there and, and, and a couple more in, in the wings if, if we we need to so hmm. we're all, always looking i mean like again if you're listening to this podcast and you are you think you can be a greater? you've got somebody that can do that? Please send us the information because we would love to bring on more people.
0: You know good and well everyone that criticizes the grades would rather sit at home in their chair,
1: yeah.
0: armchair quarterback
1: yeah. style. I, I know. I know.
2: <laughs> I know. And and that's great for them. Right, right. It is with the guys that are in this industry and this market and, the, and that are dealers that would be perfect for this are doing really well on the other side of the table. And so – it's it's there but when you when you get in here and and again these people that know how everything works internally and things like that and how we should be doing stuff and do that please apply come on down here and check this thing out and let's go let's see how it is and i think i think it'd be be pretty pretty eye-opening somebody says okay that's that's not really how you do that or or (laughs) that's how you do that or things like that perfect perfect Perfect.
0: absolutely absolutely all right so let's dive a little bit more into the analytical side of things and i understand you're not yep. going to have all these analytics in front but I, i'm just i'm thinking about it from my perspective what, what would be really intriguing to me i'd be curious to know do you guys quickly calculate the percentage of black labels you get out of all your cards graded
2: yeah G- great question and, and 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 i said this and i think i talked to another dealer about this What's what's good about this is is a lot of our card readers have no idea the value of these cards yeah. or, or or what they're doing and, and when you sort of have a um, you're you sort of callous to your job and you're doing the same thing over and over again, you really just want to get your job done and get out of here and you're working on stuff in the progress, so they don't really keep track of that. We yes we could pull the numbers that are there, uh, and we could see what's there, but I think with that you have to look at the product that are getting these black labels. The brand new stuff that's coming out is produced well. Guys know what to look for, and so you're going to have much more of that than you're going to have even stuff from three, five years ago. Yeah. Um, so it's tough. So I think I think getting the numbers of how many black labels out there, yes, we could do it. But I think if you want a true identifier and you, and you go out there and you want, want to see exactly what the percentage is out there, is I think you've got to break it down per year yeah, and when this stuff was produced and 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 how it was there because I promise you the the amount of of black labels on on 89 upper deck is is going to be much less than sure t- uh, 2019 uh, Bowman chrome type stuff. So yeah, we hmm. can have it. It's it's something that that it's not a public type thing, but if if it if it ever needed to be out there, it's there. Yeah. Um and I, that that's that kind of goes back to what we talked about in the first session is um, the conspiracy theorists about how these people are getting certain grades and things like that, man, these, the guys that are in this industry that are getting these grades and know what to look for. And they, and they, they're, they're searching for cards and they're not submitting junk cards. anymore. Mm. When grading first started, if you had a card that, that had any value or turn it in, you're mad because it came directly from a pack and it wasn't a perfect 10. Mm -hmm. And these guys now are, are spending hours upon hours, just sorting through cards. And, and going to shows and, and, and really putting some effort into to get to some of these grades. So yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it, it's funny it, it, you mentioned it, it, that it's
0: yeah. A tough question. Yeah. It, 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 for sure. I get it. And it's funny because you mentioned just the, the maturity of the buyer now, right they're, They know what to look for when yeah. they're buying. And I think there's a lot on the flip side of that, right. You got a lot of complaints now from just the seller community on eBay, for instance, right. You're getting all these returns yeah. and chargebacks because the surface wasn't clean enough or the corner. The, the centering wasn't perfect. That's the, you know, the, type of complaints you're getting it's like man these people are getting smarter
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely you're definitely getting smarter and, and i think it's one of the reasons why grading continues to be so so important to this because um it's not the wild, wild west like it was yeah. years ago and you're in you're grading and selling stuff and, and people want cards that um they know that um have been looked at and look good and and there's 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 money there to be had yeah. um, even if not now but in the future, these guys that are that are banking on these Wander Franco type people, that are 18 year old kids in single A baseball, they want to know that they're they're getting the right thing. So it's, it's the hobbies def the the industry the the collectors and the buyers and sellers are definitely smarter. Um, some are a little bit more um, careful than others, but yep. I mean, that's that's what we kind of have to expect
0: for sure. What what sport would you say is graded the most? Is it is it baseball?
2: It's baseball, yeah. But ba- ba- baseball's um, far and above um, the, the most great especially when when the first the baseball season starts just the prospects that are out there but it, it's amazing um, and it's kind of a hot topic right now with what's going on in China and the NBA but that the international market in the NBA um, collectible market is, is still continues to grow and grow and grow hmm. um, and it's it something that, that we're really excited about as we look as more international growth and doing more um, international events with some of the other partners in the industry. Um, it's exciting to see that. So baseball's head way out there. Um, But man, it's pretty surprising the the hockey class this year, that that's going to be introduced um, the rookies Mm -hmm. in November up in Toronto, when the expo is going on there, hockey class this year is phenomenal. So I expect a, a huge, huge jump in, in hockey products this year. Uh, Zion Williams is going to, if he comes out as in in plays like everybody's hoping he is, that's going to be huge for everybody. But, um, the the basic simple answer is, is baseball is still, still the king. But man, there's there's depend on the season. There's there's guys that'll the, the industries that'll yeah. that'll jump in there. Would you
0: say basketball is number two?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think you you could fight about that if football if football's there. But I, I think it's basketball just for the international market that's yeah. out there. The amount of money that's being spent on that that type sure. product. Um, I think it's there. You could you could definitely have people battle you with football, but I think if you, it's right now that you're in the middle of football season and your fantasy teams doing this and Patrick, Mahomes getting hurt last night. What's that going to do? That type stuff. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's kind of a day-to-day thing
0: for sure. I never really thought about this, but do you guys, do you have another facility outside the U S and do you grade in other languages? Like, would you?
2: We, we, we don't have a we don't yeah we, we don't have another uh, actual facility where we grade outside of, of this building. Okay, we we do we do shows and events all around. The only time that we are sure. currently full slabbing is at the national each year, but uh, two two and a half years ago, we we went to China uh, for our first uh, event there. We did raw card review grading there, mm-hmm. and we're looking at doing that again in some form form um, next year. Uh, that that's a possibility that we're kicking around. Um, canada uh toronto is a, a fantastic market and, it, and it's it's one that we've done really well at in the last couple of years so it's it's one that we'll continue to do but an, an overall facility we're great it's it's only here in dallas um, but we have reps in in um california in chicago mm-hmm. and in, in south korea um, we have a, a rep there that that works with our market over there uh, to do stuff but i mean you you look at you look at it, not specifically facilities but the amount of dealers and and shops that are that are collecting stuff around around the world cherry collectibles in in Australia is a (laughs) is a is a big customer of ours that has has a great online presence and has a great facility and does shows and and they were at the national this year Um, so it's not maybe not specifically um, a facility but there's a lot of of Beckett hubs we'll say around it that you could get stuff turned into
0: love it very cool if you were to pick right now toughest product to grade in 2019, what would it be?
2: I'm going to tell you, I, I said I am lucky enough not to grade, so I don't know the answer to that question. Um, people, it, it's, it's amazing. How, how long have you graded? Thank goodness I have never graded. That's a, a great thing for the industry. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that, um, so I can't help you with that one.
0: That's okay. No, I, I don't know what I would say either. I'd say maybe, uh, yeah. maybe like an optic or a heritage that are really – inconsistent but always curious I, i'd love to know like if stats are ever kept and analytics are ever run behind the scenes from you guys it didn't sound like maybe to that level it is but it'd be fascinating to know. yeah
2: yeah yeah it's it's it, 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 we get all sorts of crazy reports well something will pop up in in our marketing discussions or things like that so you know what that's that's a really good question let's let's ask for that it's amazing how quick the it team and can can pull up some rare bit of information said okay well that's what we needed and we, we move on to the next thing
0: yeah for sure so tell me about 2020 what uh what are you most excited about in the hobby and maybe specifically with bgs anything come to mind
2: yeah like like, like i talked about I, I think the international possibilities are, are something that that are really exciting um i i think that the 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 partnerships that we have within kind of our portfolio with um, our, a comic book grading division that we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a sister company called Arcane Tinman that's based out of Denmark that does gaming supplies, um, which is really big in the ga- gaming industry. Um, so it's nice to have the, the growth of, of gaming cards um, and then Arcane Tinman to be there to sort of supplement some of their supplies there. So I think some of the cross promotions that we have with not just BAS with our authentication service, or our comic book, or our, our supply company. Um, some things that may be coming in there, uh, sort of some some co ventures and, and some planning. But then getting back to the international events and and things that we're looking to do this year, I'm really excited about that. And and again, trying trying to figure out if this if this market can can continue to to stay strong. And and that that's the thing that. Um I think anybody that's that's involved with this is is doing everything they can to to make that happen. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. I think now now you're in that phase where you're thinking, okay, how can I protect myself a little bit against a potential yeah. pullback, right? I mean you just you, Yeah.
2: Yeah it, 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 it's 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 that and, and, and then and still like we we talked about before, is is protecting your brand and protecting this industry right. and doing everything you can to be on the up and up and uh, there's there's no way years and years ago that that I could could have imagined that um, competitors in this industry would be openly talking to each other to better the industry. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're we're at a point there that um, we're talking. Hey, there's there's communication between the companies yeah. um, and saying, hey, do this and check out for this. And hey, let's meet. Can you jump on a call and let's talk about this? Um, not just with with the grading companies, but with the manufacturers. Um, It's, it's, it's a, it's a great industry to be in. And it's something that we want to keep strong and successful for, for everyone involved.
0: Love it. No, it's a, that's a great way to wrap it up. I I appreciate it. Um, You ready for some quick rapid fire?
2: Yes. And, and I, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, (laughs) I, beat myself up so much on my last ones that you fired at me. You did like, yes, but you, yes, because you took some shots at me and rightfully so because my responses some of them were terrible. So I'm real. This is the one thing that I was really worried about coming into this is what you were going to ask this time, and I've just got to be on my game. All
0: right. Well, so, is, talk,
2: so talking for as long as we've talked is, is has done nothing. This is the part that I've been waiting for.
0: I love it. I love it. that. That's the way it should be. That's the way yeah. it should be. Forget the content and the actual meat. Yeah, yeah, not the
2: content. What <laughs> are the questions Tyler going to ask me? And so I do not look like a. I think you called me the last year. Like a, uh, in January, a 13-year-old little girl, some of the questions, I was like, damn, right. Those are terrible. Can I say that? How,
0: that's terrible of me. I apologize. I think so. Something like, Publicly something, something like
2: that. And, and I, listen, I can't argue with you. They okay. were terrible.
0: All right. That's fair. Okay. These will be better. I promise. Okay. Okay. You got to pick a sports player to babysit your kids tonight. Which one are you picking?
2: I'm taking Luca. Local guy. Like, he would be fun.
0: Luca Doncic is going to babysit yeah. your kids tonight. Be great. <clears throat> He's the type of guy that's going to leave the oven on, I think, and is going to forget to uh, change a diaper. You're going to have a rash to deal with.
2: That, 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 that would be fine, I think. But I, I think my <laughs> son would be thrilled that he he could just dribble around with him because he's he's three now and is really into that, and I think that that would be fine. So if the oven's left on, it's probably on in the house anyway. Um, so it's good. <laughs> We're good. Luca, that's, that's a no-brainer to me. And I, I would have said Dirk before. Cause I think that would be great. Cause Dirk's a guy that I would love to hang out with for just a little bit. I think he'd be great. Hmm. So we're going to go with, with, with Luca now though.
0: Love it. All right. Funniest movie you've ever seen.
2: Oh man. I, I'm really into dry humor and it's it, the weird type stuff. I think Fargo is genius. I love Caddyshack. I think it's nice. great. Just some of the lines there. So with, with the dryness Fargo is really good and dark and, and weird, but man, Caddyshack's pretty, pretty good.
0: Love it. Okay. What's your favorite family vacation memory?
2: Uh we we went on a Disney cruise two years ago Mm -hmm. with 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 my at that time one year old son and three, four year old daughter, and I thought it was phenomenal. I thought I thought I didn't know how it would last on a ship with my kids and it was fantastic. Went to a friend's and stuff, so highly recommend Disney cruise out of Miami and they have that private island and stuff. It's it's pretty great. Pretty great. That's awesome.
0: Unlimited sushi or unlimited barbecue for life. Which one do you take?
2: Where's the barbecue from?
0: Ooh, that's true. We'll go slaps. How it? about
2: slaps? So I, I, don't, I don't know what, what is, I don't know what that is. Is it oh. Texas barbecue? Is it? Yes. Yeah, so let's. Uh, what, what's your favorite Texas barbecue you know joint? I, I, listen, I'm, I'm I'm delaying the inevitable. You are. It's barbecue. Okay. Thank you. It's My barbecue. goodness. Sorry. Yeah sorry I was trying I think I think I was overthinking it yeah it's barbecue hands down What is the spot in Texas you go for like what, what's your go-to Texas joint? Um, I mean there, there's all, all kinds here there's a spot near our office um, called Cadillac barbecue that's mm. open two days a week um, and it's open Thursday and Friday 10:30 till it runs out It's really really good but I'm a, a, a Cooper's barbecue guy um, in Fort Worth I'm over in the stockyards going over there eating, having beer. It is, it's, it's really good, but I haven't had, I haven't had like Franklin's down in Austin. I haven't had it. I haven't had even, I haven't had the local stuff here, pecan lodge, which everybody says is yeah. is amazing, but I haven't had that. But Cadillac or Coopers are, are, are my go-to.
0: Love it. Okay. Here's a question. I've been waiting to ask somebody and I'm finally going to ask it <laughs> last one okay. for you. If one insect was made the size of an elephant, which would be the scariest?
2: Cockroach, Oh, I, yeah. I hate them just in their normal size. They're yeah, they're man. brutal, brutal. So an a elephant-sized cockroach, if anyone, <laughs> just saying it sounds terrible. Anyone has something other than that, like they're insane. <laughs> like it's cockroach. I uh, guess
1: you could say spider. That's
2: or, what I was going mean, to say. I wouldn't. Even, uh, uh, no. 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 Cock- yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that, and and that that's that's a fine answer. It's not the right answer. Cockroach is the right answer.
0: <laughs> so so much conviction. That's what I love about you, Jeremy. Man of conviction. All right. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tyler. Take care. All right. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jeremy. We're going to shift over the conversation with Tyson and talk about the NFL season and the rookie class here in a minute. Before I do that, uh, if you're not involved in our Discord channel, I highly advise you to do that. If you don't know what Discord is, Discord is essentially a chat application that's really – it's threaded and organized in a very convenient manner. So we have all kinds of different channels and topics in the Breaker Culture Forum, and you can real quickly just chat with the group. There's about 100 members in there right now, and we're talking about all kinds of different things from different sports to, um, you know, products to buy, which hits we're getting, you know, investing strategies, all these different things. And you can real quickly run to questions and, and topics by the, the group, and you'll get a quick answer. So it's really beneficial. Highly advise you to do that. Go to the Discord channel. The link is in the show notes and uh, you can join the group, no cost. You can be a part of that community. Look forward to having you there. All right, so let's jump into the conversation with Tyson. Tyson, what's going on, man? How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Ty, how are you?
0: Oh, I could be better. You're talking what? An hour, two hours after Patrick Mahomes just went down with a kneecap injury? injury. Yeah, you know, you timed this right.
1: Uh-huh, it's quite the tidal wave. That's tough to overcome.
0: Oh man, I know. I'm a, yeah, I was I was texting my dad actually, and I said, you know what? If this is if this is a season-ending injury, this just freed up a lot of Sundays for me and my family.
1: Right. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, uh, it's hard to watch teams with backup quarterbacks as it is and, you know, arguably the best player in the league going down. That's it's hard. That's hard for a team to overcome.
0: Yeah, it is. We'll deal with it, though. I'm more concerned yeah. about the hobby. Kansas City is one thing, but forget that, man. It's the hobby.
1: I want the hobby to be hot. Buy a little opportunity, maybe. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's right. Well, I am excited to talk to you. You've been writing some some awesome articles on Breaker Culture. I know a lot of people have been checking them out and... Obviously, I'm very thankful for that, but I'm excited to get you on here and talk football because you have some interesting takes, which I like, and your perspective is uh, very, very fresh, and I appreciate it. But before we dive in, let's let people know a little bit about yourself because you're obviously you're in Canada. For those that don't know, yeah, um, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm in uh, Calgary, Canada right now. Um, I'm a father. I have two young children, two and four. Um, we came up here originally because my wife's postdoc. I'm from Oregon, born and raised in Oregon. Mm. Um, football's been my passion. Teaching and coaching. I teach math. Um, I like. I was really big into football and coaching growing up. Played football at Linfield College, the Division three school in McMinnville, Oregon. Uh, got a mm. little national championship, a couple cool things like that um, playing there. <laughs> but just uh, you know, throw that out there. Most consecutive. I, I actually had a fun stat for you, Ty. Our school, I have to look it up, I think it's 62, but our school currently has 62 straight seasons of a winning season and still going, and so it's the NCAA record, so that's wow. kind of our claim to fame, something we hang our hat on, and so, but yeah, so that's pretty much me in a nutshell, big football guy, big sports guy, um, been in a sports car since I was young, and getting my son into him now, it's been pretty fun getting him, Tim Hortons up here, their big coffee shop, some people know Tim Hortons, some people yeah, don't, Yeah. Uh, but they just had their hockey card thing and so every time I go I would get a coffee and get him a pack of cards for a dollar and he's a big goalie fan and so every time he got a goalie he would just freak out it was just fun to see so he's uh he's uh, definitely enjoying it too so the hobby is good to the fam and sports and all that stuff it's all fun
0: awesome I, I love how you just casually said hey, I-, I won a national championship but whatever you know In- anyway <laughs> I-, I-, I teach math <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's kinda of funny, I was like, I probably shouldn't even say it. I might kinda of think I'm boasting a little bit, but actually my kids today in class, they might have a poster with the ring on it in my class and they're like, Do you have the ring? And it was actually in my backpack. I was like, oh, actually do. You should wear it. So I actually wore it. I wore the I wore the ring today, but I told him I didn't play in the game, I was a red shirt that year, but it still, you know, it counts. <laughs> don't don't let
0: facts get in the way of a good story.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's right.
0: Awesome, man. All right. Well cool. So you, you obviously you get data, you get analytics, and I think that's what really intrigued me the first time you and I chatted months ago. You teach, you teach calculus at the eleventh grade level, twelfth grade level. Is that is that right?
1: Yeah, um, advanced pre-calculus up here essentially. But yeah, just right in our okay. calculus up here in Canada. But twelfth grade, eleventh grade, mostly is the math I teach. I'm the math lead at my school, so I'm kind of at the top, you could say, I guess, in terms of the, the levels I teach. So got it. But we're a, yeah, we're a small school. There's 300 kids.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so we, my kids go to school with about 260 kids in it. Mm-hmm. And I I guess that would be considered small run here too, but Hmm. right. How is education in Canada compared to United States in journal? Is it, is it, it...
1: uh, I don't know. I don't want to get like too political with it, but they're definitely teachers are definitely more like valued here more. Hmm. Um, so that's definitely, it was a plus for us coming back and it's just a better situation for us. We thought to, for our kids. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of like, what's expected in the level, I think actually mathematically they're higher. Typically in the states, algebra two is kind of the uh, NCAA NCAA clearinghouse minimum and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. the minimum up here here is like one step further. So the uh, the standard's a little bit higher, Um, but they're having the same problems. They still, their public schools have crowded classrooms. They have different things like that. I think just they kind of manage a little bit better in terms of how they, uh, they pay it back to teachers a bit. They know it's tough, but. Um, I'm in a good situation with a small school, so I have small class size and that kind of stuff. But overall, I think it's 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 comparable. I you know I don't want to get too off track, but I was I was in I was in we lived there's in there's no track two, yeah we were in Hawaii uh, two years ago as my wife she taught at the University of Hawaii. And so I got to go back to the public system for a little bit in the States. And I still love the pride and the, just the camaraderie of public school systems. That's how I grew up. And it was really refreshing to go back into that after being in a private school for so long in Canada. And so, um, I definitely missed the, the, up, like the pride and just the kids, uh, the buy-in and different things like that from, uh, the public school setting in the States. Definitely. I missed that with football and all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah.
0: did you say Hawaii? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were in Hawaii in uh Hilo, Hawaii for a year.
0: My goodness. You all yeah, over the kinda, place.
1: Yeah, we definitely had an interesting track for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just, like it's it's been quite a drag. Went to Kentucky. Yeah, it's it's been fun.
0: And you know what binds <laughs> us all together? Sports cards. My kids, so my kids had some friends over the other day and they were trying they were coming up with these random dances after they were actually playing flag football in the backyard and they came up with these dances and so I'm like, "Hey, you guys ever it's like a, a group of like six kids, all boys from nine to 12. And I was like, you guys ever seen the Hawaii football team Haka? It's Haka. It's called a Haka, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they I, – I couldn't turn it off. Like I had to sit there and watch every Hawaiian high school football team Haka with them because they were so intrigued. Couldn't believe yeah. teams actually got into it this much.
1: Oh, yeah. The, totally that, random. That's the cool- that's the cool part. No, that's the tradition. I was kind of saying that's the things you see is just like, they care about that stuff. And that's awesome. Yeah. Like that's, 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 I don't know. That's what you kind of live for sometimes.
0: No doubt. No doubt. That's awesome. Um, well, cool, man. Well, let's, let's dive into this a little bit. We'll, I'm sure we'll loop back into more of your story, but uh, NFL rookies this year, let's start off by looking at the rookies and then we'll kind of mm-hmm. talk about this, this, the season in general, but what's kind of been your take in general, with the rookie class this year have you been ex- as excited as the past couple of years or just kind of no
1: i mean i was just looking at that like the last couple of years are so hard to stack up to mm-hmm. i mean two years ago you had mahomes watson mccaffrey and then this last year you had baker and you had you know uh josh allen uh, all, all the quarterbacks you know it just mm-hmm. the last two last two years are so stacked that this year wasn't gonna have a chance i think <laughs> that this year's still been like pleasantly surprised like Daniel Jones has played a lot better than people thought he would. Um, Kyler's still the headline, and he's still, like I said, he could be the most talented quarterback of the last three years at the end of the day. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, with Mahomes, that's tough. But I just think that overall, it's been a pleasant surprise, but it's still not, to me, it's not close to the last two years still.
0: Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I I would totally agree with that. It's funny because I just saw a news article earlier today saying that I guess ratings are up this year. I didn't even I didn't even know that. I guess they're up like 6%. They've You know they've been trending oh. down for NFL the last three years. Oh, Which, wow. That was interesting because the rookie class has been really good, like you just mentioned. And then we get a mediocre rookie class this year, and all of a sudden we have <laughs> ratings back up. It's a, there's obviously no correlation. Think, That's what we decided.
1: Yeah, some of it, though, too, I think is the – I would think the ratings would be up, too, just waiting to see what Baker does next or waiting to see what Watson does next. I think those guys are feeling a lot of it, too, because the young – it's a young quarterback group leading the league right now overall. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah, so some maturity finally in the league. Some of those young yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so so I guess looking at your so your list just came out today. So when people listen to this, they'll see go to break culture, they'll see the um the top ten watch list that Tyson puts out every week for NFL rookies and, and obviously Kyler's number one, but which guys are kind of, when you look at it now, here we are in week six, which guys are you surprised that keep hanging around your top 10?
1: Um, And hanging around my top 10 is I definitely think Daniel Jones would be two. Um, yeah. Just going through the draft process, how much he was just drilled and how much flack the Giants took for all their offseason moves of dumping OBJ for peanuts compared to what he's worth and I just everybody just thought he was toast except for the Giants fans they were actually some of them were decently excited mm-hmm. so I think he's the one that I'm really surprised he's at two I thought he'd be below Haskins by now but um, it's essentially they flipped a script like Haskins been in the worst situation and it, every, the little game play he got was not good at all and so Haskins is definitely gonna be a let's wait and see um i didn't i honestly really was concerned about Metcalf's stiffness coming out of the draft i just didn't think mm-hmm. i just didn't think he would be able to win this early um but then you just you just got to remember when guys get on teams with great quarterbacks like russell Wilson is just so good that mm-hmm. he puts them in good positions to win and so i think that's really been a big thing that i've noticed um garner Minshew obviously is a big surprise kyle allen's a big surprise those guys are leading mm-hmm. uh Pretty pretty solid teams right now. Kyle Allen hasn't lost yet, which is just ridiculous to think about.
0: Yeah. I don't care. Um.
1: So I think those those kind of guys are the ones I've kind of been surprised about uh, overall.
0: Yeah. Actually, they're talking about it tonight winning that football. How they don't even think they can they cannot put Cam Newton in right now. How do you n- yeah. not keep Kyle in as a starter? Four straight wins. Yeah. I mean, that's incredibly impressive.
1: And, and I mean, that's saying a lot because Cam's been a franchise guy for almost a decade, and he is. He's just been the face of that franchise, and for that, even like you're just l- listening to some of the fans talk, they're like, "Oh, we want Allen." Like, man, it's all it took to get over Cam Newton was three or four decent starts yeah. <laughs> of accurate of accurate throwing. You know, it's just I think it's just crazy. But I mean, it's tough to argue. You can't argue wins, so
0: it is. Have Have you had a chance to watch him? I'm
1: curious. I actually haven't a chance to watch him. Yeah. Um. Well, no, I'll, I'll tell you back. I watched half one of half of his games. was he was kind of just managing the game at that point. Yeah. And his numbers just really seem like he's just game managing, and so. That's the only thing that I'm. His his yards per attempt isn't very high. He's not stretching the field too much, but at the same time, that's kind of the Panthers' system. He just doesn't have the running element Cam has. So mm. I don't know. I the the Panthers want to run it down your throat and play defense. That's kind of how they've always been, even with Cam. So I don't know. It's uh, he, he could they could make it work with him if they wanted. I think.
0: Yeah. It's, well, it's interesting because I think Christian McCaffrey, he he kind of covers up really anything the guy's just oh, can do I mean he do everything on the field. It's, yeah. I had a chance to watch a lot of their game two weeks ago and I, I was I was just so impressed with McCaffrey. The guy is oh. really, really talented. I mean I obviously yeah. knew that I've seen him play multiple times, but
1: right no, you, you don't
0: mean, you don't need somebody electric at the quarterback position where you can just find a way to get the ball to McCaffrey forty times a game.
1: Yep. And I mean the thing about that too is like i'm being a big oregon duck fan mm-hmm. uh i've seen him for a long time being at stanford and yeah that's the thing about i felt like stanford prepared him for it. they made him a bell cow back giving him the ball tons tons and tons and like so he gets in the nfl he was just ready for it like he's not hmm. he's not getting dinged up too much he's he, i mean he's a phenomenal talent he's to me right now like if i had to rank he's he's got to be number one at the, right now in the running back position which i think i don't know if i would have thought that three or four years ago yeah coming no
0: out. doubt no doubt. Yeah, I mean, it's between him and Nick Chubb. That's a tough one. Like I
1: yeah. I probably go McCaffrey for sure. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I guess so obviously not shift off McCaffrey again, back to Kyle Allen. I mean, I kind of look at him and Gardner Minshew the same, right? Kind of surprises. Uh, what what's your take on Gardner Minshew and his his longevity kind of going forward? Do you feel like there's something there?
1: I I feel like he's his story is definitely the most interesting because he's always just been doubted. How he got with Mike Leach in Washington State is just like a fun story to follow and how he immediately got there and was just the character of the team, the leader of the team and took over. And he's essentially done the same thing to the Jaguars. As soon as Foles got down, he's just, it almost seems like he's been starting for two years. I think that's a really weird thing to think about, but I, I think he's still limited too. I think, I think he is going to be definitely like, you know, it's going to strike midnight on him and he's going to probably go back to a backup role. But I just think that uh, the Foles has too much money. I don't know how they'd be able to weather that right now without giving Foles an actual shot to get his job back. That's the only thing I'm struggling with in terms of being all in on Minshew. Because I think Minshew's passing ability, though, is, I think, better than Kyle Allen's in terms of what he can offer mm-hmm. in terms of stretching the, stretching the field and his reads, just because the system he comes from in Washington State, he's throwing the ball a lot. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, I still don't think it's going to last. but... I think he's going to be a quality backup for a long time.
0: Here's what I think will last is the ability to get people into the stands. And when you see like Minshew madness and Minshew packets yeah. where you can get mustaches yeah. and like that to me, you, as a, I would assume like as a, as a manager, as an owner, you would just be praying for something like this, like a guy, yes. like a Baker Mayfield or a Gardner Minshew.
1: Right. Who? So are you saying Foles is not exciting? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, yeah. Oh. yeah i think i may have just said <laughs> that's that. fair that's fair okay I, then I'm, I'm on board with that then <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah my uh my son's actually reading nick Foles' biography right now oh huh? and so um he's a christian dude so my son's interested in his testimony so he's reading through it oh pretty that's pretty cool. probably a
1: good one to read he's got he's got a lot of ups and downs in his career for sure
0: yeah yeah but you're right i, I actually made a joke to him the other day it's like well you pick you pick one of the more exciting quarterbacks to read the <laughs> read the biography." yeah for sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's good that means your son's but he's, he's level-headed that's good
0: oh yeah yeah <laughs> he definitely is um so yeah i i am definitely the i agree with you the one on your list that sticks out to me the most is obviously Gardner Minshew. Um, I haven't looked the last couple weeks on his values. Have you had a chance to look at if he's really seen a big bump?
1: Um, I haven't seen the big bump. I just know like his top end's still pretty top. He had let's see, I have right here. Let's see here. So his his one of one for uh, the. Oh, Contenders Draft, 15, yeah. Contenders Draft, yeah, sorry, $1,500. That's, that's, really, that's a pretty high number for a one-on-one of a guy that was a six-round draft pick. That's very I true. Mean, yeah, That's still holding pretty good value, and that sold October 7th. So that's, I don't know, I mean, that's still solid. I don't think he's, you know, he's not up there with Josh Jacobs and those guys yeah. on their one but still for what he's done so far, it's a good jump. He's got the best numbers, nine TDs, two picks. I mean, already yeah. over almost 15, 1,500 yards already. I mean, it's a really good start.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. I have yeah, fifteen hundred bucks for Panini's contender's draft product. I, I'll take that any day. <laughs> right.
1: I know how you feel about the college cards.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> so uh, I am curious though, why why in the world what what do you like about Dwayne Haskins? You have him at five still.
1: He, I think it's just his value is one reason why he's up there now, because like in terms of this, I'm we're still giving options and he's still, you know, first round draft pick. I'm just hoping with him that, like, Washington is – like, I put in my article, I hope he's in a position that Washington drafts somebody else and they deal him for peanuts, kind of like Josh Rosen, and just Mm. see where he goes to. Because I still think he was always, when he was drafted, he's got the size, he's got the arm, he's super raw. He's super Mm. raw needs time. And so I'm just thinking he can still land somewhere, and that's kind of my angle. He's probably too high, but I think it's just because his cards are still selling. So.
0: Yeah, it, it really is interesting how his cards keep selling. I mean, because he's not in a great market, and he no. he's, he actually had a chance to perform and he didn't perform, right. So yeah, this is all hype. Yeah. Behind. Dylan yeah. I mean, Masters.
1: do you think it's, do you think that's Ohio State or do you think it's just he's a first round draft pick?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder. I wonder how much the Ohio State backing does drive his value a little bit. I, I think it's probably just the high draft pick. It's got. It's got. To be, yeah. Right? You you don't love first round draft picks. Well, then again, right. you, you did last year. <laughs> He's our, right. Rosen's forgotten already.
1: True. But, you know, Lamar Jackson was pick 32. Yeah. So, I mean, those guys, even the first round kind of gives you a pulse. Yeah. Because they have that five years. That big thing with the first round, you got that five years of control.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's going to be in, in Washington for a while. Unless, uh, like you yeah. said, they, they draft Tua or someone like that where they have no choice but to, to deal him somewhere. But uh uh Danny Dimes. Number two, you happen to watch yep. in the last couple games? Were- I knew it was going
1: to be rough. Yeah, I knew he was coming <laughs> into quite the curtain of difficulty. I mean, it's nice he shredded the Bucks, but he's been downhill since. Um, he's doing the thing, you know. He's kind of like Matt Ryan a little bit in college. I tried to get. I thought there, him and Matt Ryan's numbers would be closer in college because Ryan threw a lot of picks in college too, mm-hmm. and that worried people. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to Jones, he's just yeah. I mean, but he's still doing better than I thought he would do, even on those bad games against those top defenses. Cause I mean, everybody struggled against the teams he was playing. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not like it's just him. Um, and the, you no know, Barkley, uh, you know, no receivers, golden Tate just came back. So yeah. he's just, Evan Ingram has been hurt. So he's definitely been up against it. So I'm, I'm still not uh, selling on him. I still put by, I still think he has room for growth. I mean, he's shown enough so far that I think that, uh, in that market, he could still do really well with the value of his cards.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. I, th- I think the key there is the market, right? He's just in the right market. He's gonna have plenty of opportunity. Right. Not, a, yeah. he, he's pretty protected. I feel like there's not a ton of downside for the even if he just totally craps the to bed the next few weeks, he's gonna be all right. Right.
1: Yeah. Is, is, is Saquon back this week? Or is it? He he is back this week. Is, okay. Uh, everything I'm seeing, he's pretty much a. They just scratched him. They want to rush love last Thursday night, and they knew 10 days would be enough, so it sounds oh, like he's yeah. good
0: to go. Awesome, yeah. That, that should be good to see how that takes some pressure off Daniel Jones.
1: Yep, for sure. Yeah. And Ingram's, Ingram's getting close, too.
0: Oh, yeah, that'll be big. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't think about Golden Tate not being there for the first four
1: weeks, right? And so he came back three weeks right. into it. Yeah. Which I don't want to get into that, but that was a ridiculous suspension.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was.
1: That was the worst thing I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> yeah. and, and
1: the, the appeal didn't even really get any time of day either. I, just, I thought that was weird.
0: That's so baffled me. When you, when you read yeah. the appeal, you're like, oh, this should be no problem, right? They're going to at least reduce yeah. the suspension.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even he, do it. He, he should actually be able to try to have kids. That's fine. <laughs> <What? Right. laughs> no, no, you can't. Okay. Um. um yeah. but, uh,
0: all right, but Kyler Murray. I yeah. wanted to lead up to this because I – I have made a point to watch Kyler Murray three times this year already.
1: All right. His game is in
0: entirety. I absolutely love his game. And here's what I love about Kyler Murray. I, I think he's obviously athletic. He's more athletic than even I thought he would be on the NFL field, right? He just he stands right. out. But his knack for the game is so impressive to me. He just right. – You can tell he just gets it. Like he just – He has a feel for the game – that you don't see very often in rookies, so I, I love it. I think he's extremely exciting, and he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. Right. So right. I think for
1: me, I actually I turned the corner on him actually in Oklahoma in that game against Alabama ah. when he they they lost, but he was just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, taking hits, running like it, he was just like I'm going to do everything I can to win this dang game. <laughs> like yeah. I just couldn't believe like. How hard he played in that game, and how well he did against one of the best defenses in the country at that time, and so that's when I was just like, this guy's—he's going to be their one pick. And then he just slowly worked up to it, and it became real. People were worried about his size, and then watch him in the pros—you know, the only thing you worry about is just his size and if he's going to hold up. But I mean, there's no reason like he's comparable to Russell Wilson. Like he—that is a comparable size, and he's making a lot of the same plays and things that Russell Wilson does. So. That's a pretty good ceiling for him, it would be like a Russell Wilson type player, which is phenomenal. Hmm. Um, my only concern is we have to see how this whole air raid pans out in the NFL because, you know, it's a gimmick. Is it going to actually hold? Is it going to work? Um, it would be really tough on his career if in two years they figured out Kingsbury and that he has a new coach and start over and how would yeah. that adjustment go? But we'll see on that. That's a really long term view, but.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's definitely a macro view of the NFL. And I, I, I agree with you. Like, I. I do wonder if we're going to kind of swing back the opposite end of the spectrum where we're going to have yeah. pound it, you know, ground it and pound it teams, whatever they say.
1: Yeah. It's just hard though, to think that's going to go to that because with what they're doing with pass interference and yeah. how like everything's geared towards points. That's how, that's how the league wants things to go. Cause they want, you know, fancy football drives the revenue. They want to drive revenue with points, just like baseball and home runs. It's no different. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um. So, so tell me about just your impressions then of the league in general. Are you, has this year been exciting to you? Have you enjoyed football?
1: I mean, I always enjoy football. It's a tough one, but I, I feel. I don't know. I just feel like it's a, it's been a really weird kind of year. Um, you just think you know you see the Cowboys, think they're super strong, and then oh wait, they're not. Yeah. And then the Saints, Breeze goes down. Oh, they're gonna struggle. No, they've won every game since. Like, they you don't. I mean, Patriots are dominating like usual. I think. Everything's kind of just—I don't know. It's—it's it's really hard to know what's going to happen besides the Patriots winning. Yeah, <laughs> and yep. I think that—but that's that's what makes it fun. So um, hmm. I think that everybody's just waiting for that team to knock off the Patriots finally as Brady leaves, and nobody seems to want to do it. So
0: <laughs> what? Um, what? What couple teams are you excited about in the AFC outside of obviously New England? And let's not even talk about Kansas City because Mahomes is out for the time being. Houston. I mean, you get, I mean,
1: who do you? Yeah, think? It ha- has to be the, has to be the Texans. I think the Texans. Um, <clears throat> I just think that uh, Watson and what they can do, but it just seems like every year they get some injury or something that cripples that team. I the Texans have such bad luck with injuries. I don't. Feel like something's gonna happen. They're gonna, you know, lose lose that type of opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I think them. I think the Colts are super sneaky. I think their coaching's phenomenal. I think their front office is phenomenal, even weathering the luck situation. set has mm-hmm. been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Bills are sneaky. I really, I've always liked McDermott. I think McDermott's a really good coach. He's just trying to get Josh Allen and that offense to be consistent with the defense. They they're pretty tough. Um, and I don't AFC North. I have no idea. The Ravens are kind of all alone, but. The Browns, everybody thought it was going to be super good. The Steelers, I can't believe how bad they've been with the injuries and everything. So uh, it's going to be definitely a different shakeup. For like, I mean, we hope that Mahomes is fine, Casey, Pat's AFC Championship maybe, but we're not going to have the Steelers knock on the door this year. We're not going to have the kind of usuals up there. So it'll be definitely interesting to see if those next four teams that get those playoff spots will be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I guess just to add some my thoughts, I think... What's interesting to me this year is I don't feel like it went, it's, it hasn't gone according to anyone's plan. Like almost all these predictions that we saw going exactly. out outside of the Patriots. Right. Right. Um. Exactly. I mean, everything that we kind of thought was going to happen this year has not happened.
1: Oh, and that's what makes it hard to, like you said, when you asked me like, what are my thoughts? It's like, I haven't really wrapped around all of it yet. I don't yeah.
2: really,
1: I mean, it's hard to really think about it. I mean, you got like Sam Darnold going out mono for three weeks and then (laughs) comes back and then he looks like we were hoping he'd look against the Cowboys. So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to to wrap your head around all of it. Yeah. What do you think on your, uh, in the KC's division, do you think there's any threats?
0: Um, well, I mean, I, I don't know if Oakland's for real. I just, right. I just never think they're for real, but I mean, they have a shot because they're finally starting to score points. And Josh Jacobs to me is extremely exciting. Um, But, I mean, Denver's obviously not a threat. Look at tonight. They're lifeless. Um, And then San Diego, I mean, my goodness, seriously, Phillip Rivers needs to give it up. Um,
1: I'm I'm really surprised about San Diego. I think that's probably my most surprising take of the year is San Diego right now.
0: Yeah, I I think so. Outside of Cleveland for me, I think it's probably San Diego as well.
1: I guess we got to say Los Angeles, don't we?
0: Oh, yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) I always forget that.
0: Yeah. No, but – yeah, it's, it's, it's and I think you're starting to see a little bit of the, like that reflect in the hobby. Like, I think the hobby's kind of trying to figure out what to do. Like, outside of the given, Kyler Murray and maybe Daniel Jones,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the rookie class has been really hard to collect. Yeah. Um, it's some of the vets are going down, so you don't know really how to handle that. It's just been an interesting year in the football card hobby. Yeah. I feel like there's been a little bit of a loss, and now with the home's going down. You never know how that's going to affect the hobby, but. A little bit of momentum lost on the, the NFL side, and I'm sure it's all fine with Panini because they got Zion Williamson with, with the NBA
1: cards. So they don't really care. No kidding. Yeah, they're going to dominate that for a while. So Yeah. They could care less about this rookie class, to be honest, I bet.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, t- tell me about some of the products you like so far in NFL. In- anything stand yeah, like, out?
1: Like, not a lot to choose
0: from. Uh, four or five out there. Yeah,
1: not a lot to choose from, but I think just kind of look at things over. I, I've still liked the um, – I, I like the Pantone Contenders, the the collegiate one. I like the college game. I've been an NFL draft fan my whole life. So all those college ones I actually like in terms of just collecting. Mm-hmm. In terms of value, I get it. Um, I think that the uh, kind of like looking at your list in terms of your, what your top 10 you sent me, which I think is pretty dang good. Like XR is surprising. I thought that one was mm-hmm. – it was a lot better than I thought it would be. I thought, like I told you uh, the other day as well, sorry, I know we have conversations offline, but origins <laughs> origins, just like when you first look at it, you're like, okay, are they trying to oversell something? I'm feeling mm-hmm. overwhelmed with how nice, these, how nice these look. Yeah. And then it got to the point where, okay, these are actually pretty good cards. And yeah. so I feel like those two kind of stood out to me so far in the early kickoff, but everybody's still waiting for uh, the next, you know, the next brand to come out. But I didn't really like Phoenix too much. It came out last two nights. They just kind of seemed okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to the last be something that I want to invest in. Um, but yeah, pretty much I think XR and Optic are the ones that are or sorry, Origins the ones that st- yeah. uh, stand out.
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you. Uh I mean Unparalleled's nice, but I I've opened a few boxes and I haven't I haven't really enjoyed it this year. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. There's something about it this year. I, just, I can't get behind it. Can't get excited about it. But it's all good. Uh are you are you going to start buying graded and, and, and kind of taking a different approach with the way you invest in football cards? What was, we kind of um, talked about this a little bit. I'm, I'm curious if you're going to take a different approach with the way you, you invest in football cards.
1: I think, well, yeah, that's a tough question, I guess, for me. I'm still wrapping my head around the grading and how I'm approaching it just because hmm. I think it's, that part's new to me because as you know, I was out of the hobby for a little while and I mm-hmm. came back. And so the grading and the breaking and all that thing is just completely new to me. Um, but I mean, new and relative to time. Uh, but I think I think the safest thing is the guys I want to invest in, I think getting graded is the safest bet um, for sure. And then, But I do like the angle of getting lots of raw and trying to get those graded to see if what you can flip on those because I sometimes think they'd be undervalued when you're going for guys like, you know, if I want to go buy a lot of Nikhil Harry right now, I can get a pretty good lot for Nikhil Harry and see mm-hmm. if he goes back healthy and plays for the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. So... I think th- things like that kind of interest me in terms of uh that special find, right?
0: yeah <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't think about this, but how hard is it for you to get cards up there? I mean, do you do you yeah. s- to hobby shops
1: <clears throat> yeah, so there there is some hobby shops, but obviously you know their main focus is hockey, so hockey's yeah. all over the place, um but like you know baseball's hard like Bowman's hard to get up here, uh football they do pretty good still because they're still a pretty good football crowd, but in terms of getting stuff up here definitely is limited, so. Uh, when it comes to cards and stuff like that, like it makes more sense for me to be by eBay graded and that kind of stuff, just cause I don't have to worry about the hassle of how I'm getting my products as much, but
0: right. Right. Got it. Okay. Are you a hockey collector? We've never discussed um, I'm probably,
1: this. Not, I probably wouldn't be originally, but my son, that's what he loves. And so I probably will be Event like, it's going to come. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, he just likes it so much and that's what he plays for his sport right now. So
0: nice. Definitely. How, how old is your son again?
1: So he's four. Yeah, he just had his fifth hockey practice last weekend. So he's he's loving it.
0: Four years old playing hockey.
1: Yeah, it surprised me. I've never. He's already skated more than I have in thirty four years.
0: So that's insane. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's
0: So you've seen a lot a of sports. Feel. I mean, the way I kind of rank it in terms of like most entertaining at a young age, especially at a four year old, I think of like soccer being the most entertaining because you don't have to do a lot of like ball and glove and throw to first. Mm -hmm. then maybe basketball, then maybe baseball. Where does hockey kind of rank in there at a, a, at a four year old level? Is it actually entertaining?
1: Um, it, no, it it, it is. I think right now it's kind of right now that He's just kind of doing lessons. So he's not like playing games or anything. Oh, yeah. So just kind of watching because we started off with skating lessons, getting used to skating. And then once he gets out there, like he's just, he plays hockey at the house all the time. We have so many dings on our drywall for him that like, it's just nice to see him in his element and go out there and, He's got pretty dang good stick control already for a four-year-old, where he's pushing the stick, you know, back and forth like you see on the, you know, the pros do and whatnot. So it's just fun to see him try to mimic things that he sees because he's just four, right? He doesn't know anything. But I'm trying to score a goal. Yeah, <laughs> and so I think just watching that part of it, it is pretty entertaining. He did soccer last summer, and that was fine. I think that was less exciting just because half the kids run the wrong direction, and there's not really. Anything going? You know, it's just tough to wrap your head around what they're thinking. <laughs> so the he's you're on skates; you have to be focused a little bit more. I feel like.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I yeah. would assume it would be harder, but I guess once you learn to skate for kids, it's. I mean, they fall like. What a foot! This, this is not like us falling over when we're sk- we're skating. It's a little different.
1: Exactly for sure, just little, and they have all the padding.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like teaching a kid to ski. Like you think it's really hard for them, but then they don't really fall anywhere when they fall.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Awesome. How many kids do you have then?
1: Just two. I got a daughters two and uh son is four. Okay. Nice. So yeah.
0: Your two year old, is she, is she a violinist yet? What is she doing? I mean,
1: (laughs) (laughs) she's chasing her brother around pretty much. She likes to do the hockey stuff with him too. And she, I think she'll probably jump into that a little bit. And then, I mean, it's kind of fitting because like my private school's main sport is hockey. We've got about eight hockey teams. So almost all of our kids are on hockey teams. That's kind of what our focus is. Awesome. So it's pretty fun for us to go to the rink at my school all the time. And they both like to watch and hit the glass and do all that stuff.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Man,
1: it's such a different world. No, oh, no, it is. It's completely different. It's and it's um, I, when I lived in Kentucky, basketball was king, and I compare hockey to basketball in the South. I feel like because basketball down there, I mean, where you're at, you know that. Yeah. Like bas- basketball is just massive, and uh, I feel like that's what it's like up here with the parents and the buy-in, and everybody's just super like, oh, my kids got to be this good, or my kid's gonna be drafted. Because hockey's crazy; they get drafted at 15, so it's it's really interesting <laughs> in ninth grade. Wow. So it's wow. quite the track. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I would have never compared hockey to college basketball, but that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. That is very but yeah, interesting. In
1: terms of, yeah, in terms of the buying up here, that's, that's that's probably the best I can do. Is there, is
0: there an American city that is that intense about hockey?
1: Well, I think all the ones with the major, like Boston's pretty into it. I think uh, like all the even at a high really school level, thing. is it
0: that intense at a high school level?
1: I know. Okay. In terms of, I know the top, private schools there's one in boston i'm pretty sure and one in minnesota are okay. like the top teams that like tra- like traveling american teams i think um and then like i think those that like in terms of fans and people following it and like it's about where ice is that's where like kids have like when i was growing up in oregon like there was only one rink and it was 45 minutes away so nobody really plays hockey but people that live in that town did and then oh okay and so that's really about just the ice where you can actually have places that have rinks is what determines who's involved i think but
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't exist around here. Like they, you can't no. even play hockey.
1: Yep. No, I know. And like you're so like wait. I mean Kansas Kansas City, yeah. Kansas City, yeah, okay. So then like set the blues, so like that's probably your closest team, right?
0: Yeah, that's the same state. Like I I'm, I'm actually in Missouri, so, so I guess I could yep. act like I'm a blues fan. And uh yep. I could put on some Only gear one, and
1: yeah, well bandwagon championship team. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. It's tough to it's tough to get in. It's hard and the hardest part about those is you don't know the the players. And like we know That's the players of football and basketball and so like you're invested. Like I know where Kyle Murray went to college and all these guys at the college. It's just it's just so different. Like who's this guy? Nakata Nik- Like what? Like, yeah. Where is he from? Oh, he's from Russia. He's not even <laughs> it's
0: like, Yeah.
1: It's yeah. It's it's definitely different.
0: It's
1: a good point. That
0: yeah. is a good point. Um, nice. All right, so let's talk real quick then about what to look forward to the next couple of weeks in the NFL? What, um, what what kind of sticks out to you? Are you are you going to kind of be keying in on some of the quarterbacks, rookies, or what, what, what's got you really excited the next couple of weeks?
1: I think the Kyler Murray Daniel Jones matchups—the first thing that comes to mind. That I'll that's, definitely be watching it. This this week, right? That's uh,
0: a couple of days yeah, from now. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and that's huge because Daniel Jones, like the Arizona's defense is awful. So if Daniel Jones can't put up numbers against Arizona, it's going to be. Now we can probably be a little more worried, um, especially with mm-hmm. Barkley back. Um, I think definitely, yeah, seeing how Minshew responds, he had a tough week last week. and mm-hmm. uh, So see if how he responds, and if Daniel, you know, Kyle Allen keeps winning too, I definitely want to watch that. I want to see, I think the one thing I want to see is this, is Josh Jacobs about to take off, because I thought he was going to get hammered by the Bears in London, and he had his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. So does, does Josh Jacobs just take off and he challenge for Offensive Rookie of the Year, and you know, bring the Raiders to relevance. Like if that's the case, so I want to see that. It's kind of the top two things, or top couple things I want to see. Yeah, the quarterbacks and Josh Jacobs. I think are definitely things I'm following closely.
0: Love it. Is Ryan Finley yep. going to get a start? You think it's going to happen this he's, year?
1: Has to, has to. They're, I mean, Bengals are. Oh, they're over Dalton. They've been over Dalton for a while. Hmm. Um, First year coach. He's got to see if there's anything there because they're going to have to figure out if they're going to pick one or not. So definitely, he'll he'll get one. Um, He definitely was weird. His his uh, preseason was a very rocky start. And then he had a couple good finishes games there, but it's all about him. Like the first couple games, like, Oh man, he's terrible. Practices sound bad. He's not doing good in training camp. And then, <laughs> Oh man, he's awesome. Two games.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: it's just, it's, it'll be a success. He's actually any good. I think people are kind of overvaluing him a little bit, but he has something to watch for sure. Um, uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, after watching Denver tonight, I don't see how drew lock does not get some playing time.
1: Right. And he's, like week eight? Is that his I think he's on the yeah, he's yeah. on the short term IR, right?
0: Correct. Correct. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well has to because I mean he's the only thing that can save Elway's job because elway has gotta be close to the hook right now. Yeah, you he would think so. He can't get a quarter back in there. Like he's tried so many packs and lunch, like all these guys, it's been huge misses. Uh yeah, he needs to do something to save his job, so hopefully Drew Locke can do that. <laughs>
0: Well, as a Mizzou guy, I absolutely can't wait to get behind him and root him yep. on. I, I, uh, I've got a few of his cards already sitting here, ready to go.
1: Yeah,
0: I won't sell them. He was but...
1: just—he <laughs> was just really inconsistent, wasn't he? That was yeah, like... that was
0: his thing. He's got a rocket arm. He's got—he's a gamer, but mm-hmm. he's just pretty inconsistent. Right. So, and well, it's probably the wrong system to be in for that type of quarterback, right? right? <laughs>
1: Well, true. They are run first, very like they want accuracy and move the chains. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of room for air.
0: I feel like Baker Mayfield would have been the perfect guy for Denver. You know, someone to kind yeah. of lift the spirits and put him on his back.
1: Yeah, because that town. Once that town gets going, they're they are they they really going. Yeah. When it comes to sports, it feels like that. Uh, Denver seems like a fun city when they're winning.
0: Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I'm I'm looking at the news here. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes does. Suffer a patella dislocation. I'm assuming that's a knee.
1: Right, a kneecap, yeah. yeah. Your wife called it. Looks like they're
0: going <laughs> to yeah. undergo an MRI to determine if there's any ligament damage. That's the next step. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, get your prayers. Get your, Get you. Know, make sure you do, do your good deeds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to finally have you on the show. I'm excited to have you back in a couple of weeks yeah. and see how things look Perfect. after week eight. But uh, Awesome. Yeah, man.
1: All right, thanks for having me. Talk
0: to you. See you, Tyson.
1: See you, buddy.